So let's go. Let's get into it. Mistrial declared in case of white father and son charged with attempted murder of black FedEx driver. Now, how did they come to this nefarious conclusion? <laughs> well, I'm sure it was easy because they make the rules, right? Mistrial declared Thursday in the case of white father and son charged with attempted murder of black FedEx driver who said that he was chased and shot at while delivering packages in Brookhaven, Mississippi last year. Now, Circuit Judge uh, David Strong's decision followed the defense attorney's motion asking for a trial, citing a video not being turned over to the prosecution or defense by the Brookhaven Police Department. Okay, the defendants, Gregory and Brandon Case, faced charges of attempted murder, conspiracy to commit first-degree murder, and shooting into a motor vehicle, according to court documents. CNN reached out to the Brookhaven Police Department for comment. Uh, they say a mistrial represents not just an administrative setback, but also a delay in justice for Mr. Gibson and his family. Uh, Moore said this in an official statement. Moore said that it was concerning that B BPD withheld a potentially crucial piece of evidence. But it's not surprising. Yeah, you know hurt. how they get down. Now, that's absolutely not surprising that they determined all evidence so that it could be included in the discovery. Okay? I I just wonder uh, how did the prosecutor not know this? Okay. You know. Now he agreed with uh, withholding that evidence necessitated a mistrial. They know what they're doing. They knew exactly what they were doing. That's what it is. Stalling for time. Slow down, dirty devils. But anyway, let's go to the footage because Jim Ontario looks so distressed. Okay, he looks so distressed. Pay attention. As he should be. These devils. Yeah, switch lights and no surprise, but exactly, beloved. Exactly. Just a good old boy system. They're all in cahoots. Judges included, pay attention. Shocking turns out in the attempted murder trial of two white men accused of chasing and shooting at a black FedEx driver. The judge declaring a mistrial. Jesse Kirsch has details. <laughs> Tonight, outrage in Mississippi. A judge declaring a mistrial in the case of two white men accused of trying to murder Dean Ontario Gibson, a black FedEx driver who had just made a delivery. And with great reluctance, the court has no choice in this matter but to grant the motion for a mistrial. <sighs> Gibson's mother escorted from court today after Judge David Strong's ruling, a day after a police officer admitted to withholding evidence. Brookhaven Police Detective Vincent Fernando saying under oath that authorities had taken a videotaped statement from Gibson but did not share it with either the defense or prosecution, as was required. The failure to turn over uh, matters of discovery is just something that can't be ignored. I, in 17 years, I, I don't think I've ever seen it happen, but it happened here. A mistrial is a major hiccup for the prosecution, but all in all, a second trial really saps the resources of the defense more than the state. Brookhaven police have not responded to NBC News's request for comment. Oh, Gibson says in January 2022, he made a delivery in his FedEx uniform. He was driving a Mertz van with the rental company's money. He's still down there. Gregory Case and his son Brandon allegedly yeah. chased and shot. Yeah. Gregory Case's attorney says his client only planned to ask the driver what was happening. Ah. Like his mother and ah. but the driver ah. They both hate. Gibson believes he was because he's black. In a statement tonight, Gibson's attorney calling in this trial a delay ah. of justice, calling on the Department of Justice to okay. investigate the Brookhaven Police Department. Oh, all right. All right, that'll work.
down and dirty. That's all that was. Slow down and dirty. They know exactly what they're doing. And then pay attention because the reporter did say, and, and it's absolutely factual, he said that this is a delay in justice, but it's also, you know, it's more costly, basically is what he was saying, for the defense, not the prosecutor. So, okay. Y'all just say, you don't so get no treat. So that's, 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 that's what it means. You don't get no treat. They knew what they were doing. You think they didn't know that that no, evidence was submitted prior to that? The witness statement, the statement from the victim, is one of the first pieces of evidence. Right. Okay, in a case like this. Of course, you took the statement. That's what led to the case and charges being pressed. So, how do you not have the statement from the witness? Oh, they have the it. They you have know, it. Also, crazy. You can just hear the way that judge talks and know he's a whole racist. Please pay attention. That's just my opinion. I guess I'm saturated, but that's my opinion. I think it's good and racist. Right? Anybody from Mississippi with that type of southern accent, honey, please pay attention. All right? I'm sure he says white instead of white. That's how you can tell the racist white folks for the most part. They don't say white. They don't say I'm white. They say I'm white. Okay, pay attention. Oh, anyway, also low down and dirty, but um, we'll see how it all turns out. I'm sure they'll get slaps on the wrist, okay? They should have been charged for a whole hate crime and everything else under the sun, as opposed to just second-degree attempted murder or attempted murder. Okay, where goes that patch queen? We know what it is. Absolutely. So let's move on. Let's move on, honey. It's only so much we take. That's what they need to realize. It's only so much we can take. All right. So now, in other news, let's talk about this devil. Do you all remember I told you about three years ago when I first started this channel uh, about the fool who was assaulting, s assaulting a girl while she was trying to do her online classes? This is when the pandemic was going on and everyone, you know, the kids were taking classes from home. So she was on a Zoom doing her class work. This was in October of 2020. And uh, this freak, Catrell Walls, who's 21 years old, let me put his picture up on the screen. And so he was uh, assaulting this child, and he thought her camera was off, but it was on. And that's how he got caught. But he's now being convicted, and he's got, he's gotten, uh, been sentenced to 11 years. There he is. Let's get into it. There we go. Okay, so a judge Wednesday sentenced a Chicago man to 11 years in prison for S assaulting a seven-year-old female relative in an act witness in an online forum used for remote teaching. I can only imagine what this poor child was going through because I'm sure this was the first time and that he'd done, he done something like this. Now, Cottrell Walls, 21 years old, pleaded guilty to a felony S assault charge uh, for the October 15, 2020 attack. Now, as part of a plea agreement, prosecutors dropped two other felony counts in an unrelated weapons case. The assault took place at a home from which the girl was participating in class remotely during the stupid 19 pandemic, according to prosecutors. Uh, during a break, the teacher asked the students to mute themselves and turn off their cameras. The girl muted herself, but did not turn off the camera, and the teacher witnessed the assault. The teacher contacted the school's principal, who called the girl's family, Chicago Police, and the, uh, who called the girl's family, Chicago Police, and the Illinois Department of Child and Family Services. Now, when the girl's father, uh, the principal of the school's chief executive officer, went to the Southside home to ask her what happened, she told the principal about the assault and said it happened before. No surprise there. Walls was then arrested. The girl was treated at a hospital. Walls then was uh, Walls has been diagnosed.
cards. That one's going to please sit down somewhere, okay? I'm sorry, but if you have ADHD, that does not prohibit you from knowing the difference between right and wrong, knowing the despicable, new and mysterious, and also it doesn't stop you from controlling yourself from doing such things like that. They need to sit down somewhere. Him and his attorney, okay? Anyway, also sick. But now, anyway, let's talk about the Antioch police. <coughs> the Antioch police are so nefarious. They are so nefarious, and I'm not surprised that they were raided by the FBI. They were raided by the FBI and the I, okay? I just want you all to pay attention. Now, you know it's a Saturday. But when the police are part of an official raid, when all are the cops, these are the police that are supposed to be patrolling America's streets and uh, stopping crime, fighting crime. But many of them are criminals themselves. Make it all make sense. I mean, you have gangs. Literal gangs that police officers engage in called the Goon Squad. Okay, with a sheriff, Brian Bailey, knew all about it, in fact, bought pants for them. We'll get into that in a second. And then you had former sheriff of the LA County uh, Department, Alex Villanueva, who knew good and well that they had gangs there, the banditos and the executioners. Said it was nothing he could do if people wanted to join clicks and eat themselves. When he was told or asked about why his police department had gangs uh, who walked around with matching tattoos. That's what y'all attention. This goes under the dark streets. Make it all make sense. Well, I'm sure none of us can. I'm sure none of us can. So let's go ahead and get into it. Lights up. Everyone, please like and share. Thank you in advance, beloveds. Now, here's what they say Antioch and Pittsburgh police. Get rid of these pop ups. Charged in vast conspiracy uh, to violate civil rights. Current and former officers were arrested in early morning FBI raids on Thursday. Isn't that something? Let's get a look at them. Let's get a look at the thugs in blue who walk around roaming the streets, wreaking havoc and causing mayhem and committing all manner of crimes. The very things they're supposed to be against. Please pay attention and observe. There they are. One of them must have been out that day on a sick day. He gets entertained. But nevertheless, please look at them as you can see. Just a group of thugs. And this is who they want us to respect, but I think not. Okay? Federal authorities on Thursday charged 10 current and former Antioch and Pittsburgh police officers in a set of sweeping indictments alleging offenses ranging from cheating on training classes to savage violations of civil rights in one of California's biggest criminal cases of police corruption. Now, the most serious and disturbing charges, civil rights violations to injure, oppress, threaten, and intimidate citizens of Antioch. These were all filed against two current and one former officer from the city's police department where residents have long complained of extensive force or excessive force and where dozens of officers have been placed on leave amid a scandal over the racist text messages. And they want to keep telling us that racist and uh, white supremacists have infiltrated the police departments. No, they have not. They have always been within the police department because they originated the police, that is, from slave patrols. The only time anyone infiltrates the police department is, it, is when it is actually a good officer who actually
actually wants to do the right thing and will tell on the ones who don't. And if you call yourself a good officer and you sit by idly and you watch them do lots of uh, nefarious things and engage in brutality, excessive use of force for no reason, and then, you know, taking people's lives and all these things, and you don't say anything, well, you're just as bad as them. Okay, what goes for them should, what goes for us should go for them. If somebody's committing a crime and I'm standing there watching them and I don't say or do anything and the police show up, I'm going to jail too. Okay, so Miss Speaker, that's the same thing to go for them. Now, with that all being said, maybe more of them start telling is all I'm saying. Okay, I'm going to stop to it. So anyway, those who want to say any breach of the public's trust is absolutely unacceptable. That's what FBI Special Agent in Charge, Robert Tripp, said. Uh, saying that the actions today make it clear that no from both Antioch and Pittsburgh Police Departments. They're all indicted for a variety of charges. This comes after an 18-month investigation into an alleged criminal network. It also includes racist and homophobic text messages between those cops. NBC Bears Pete Serratos begins our coverage from police headquarters in Antioch. Pete. For community members I spoke to tonight in Antioch, they believe today's arrest are the first steps towards rebuilding trust with the Antioch Police Department. Now, one of those officers was arrested in the city of Oakley, but for the neighbors I spoke to in that neighborhood, they're still shaking up. Junkies with we the badge. Tremendous responsibility to police our communities lawfully and in keeping with the Constitution, and we must always be true to that oath. And we're getting statements from both police 
just not just you know. Yeah, right. Target 
of the wiretap and how he then prevented that call from being recorded during the wiretap. The officer then falsified records related to his call. The defendant is also charged with a civil rights violation in which he allegedly confiscated oh, the citizen's sorry, phone sorry, and damaged it to I'm prevent sorry, the retrieval of relevant evidence. You want to sit up here? The fourth indictment is the deprivation of rights indictment. This 29-page indictment describes a disturbing litany of civil rights violations by three officers of the Antioch Police Department. The alleged crimes include the improper deployments of a canine as well as weapons in order to harm individuals in and around Antioch. The indictment describes how defendants boasted about their illegal uses of force in text messages between one another. The defendants also allegedly shared photos of their victims' injuries and even collected as mementos spent ammunition from their attacks on the people of Antioch. Collectively, these four indictments describe a group of officers who acted as though they were above the law. The officers had no interest in de-escalation or other proper law enforcement tactics to avoid violence. And they tried to escape scrutiny by, among other things, failing to submit truthful reports and by refusing to properly wear and use their body-worn cameras. Hmm. Police officers take an oath. The oath is a solemn pro all right, so you all heard it all. They have they have done a myriad of low down, dirty, dirt. Pay attention, and so goes on to say when he walked over to that chart, I thought he was walking over to an F around and find out chart because <laughs> that's clearly what they did. Okay, now the FBI rounded up and arrested most of the officers early Thursday morning in a series of raids across the Bay Area uh, <laughs> as far away as Hawaii and Texas following indictments that capped a two-year investigation. Several of the accused cops appeared before a federal magistrate in Oakland where the cases will be tried. Now, Rombo appeared dressed in civilian clothes with bloody hands and knees, ripped clothes, and a shirt that read, Don't Weaken. Uh, his attorney bristled, bristled uh, at the FBI raids, telling U.S. District Magistrate Donna Ryu uh, that Rambo has strong has strong Bay Area ties and would be would come to court if he'd been ordered to. They say there is absolutely no reason for Mr. Rambo uh, to appear here in handcuffs today. That's what his attorney Will Edelman said in court. Now, U.S. Marshals led Amiri into court, where he appeared with attorneys Michael Raines and Julia Fox. Amiri, Rambo, Baron, um, uh, Rambau, Baron, Peterson, Rodriguez, Jalapa, and Miha Orozco all pleaded not guilty. Prosecutors agreed to release each of the men on a $100,000 property bond, uh, provided they agreed not to contact alleged victims, co-defendants, or witnesses, uh, to relinquish their weapons as well, and to surrender their passports, and to agree to travel restrictions. <laughs> Peterson was released without having to put up any property. Now, though lawyers for Rambo, uh, Miha Orozco, and Berhan objected to the property bonds, 
right? You agreed to the prosecutor's request, citing the very serious nature of the charges. Prosecutors argued argue that the bonds were necessary because the officers swore an oath to protect and serve the community and uphold the Constitution and did exactly the opposite. Yeah. All right. All right. You granted Miha Orozco, um, who works as an armed security guard in San Francisco, gave them a chance to argue in a future hearing that he, he should be allowed to possess a gun at work. Now, the Antioch Police Officers Association posted Thursday on their Facebook that uh, they, they said, we are sad to learn of what has happened. I look forward to the legal process playing itself out. Uh, the APOA added that we are committed to still providing quality services to the citizens of Antioch and also providing support to our members who are still working through this difficult time. The arrest marked the end of an investigation that started in early 2022 when a tipster informed the FBI and Contra Costa District Attorney that a group of East Contra Costa County cops were cheating on college tests to obtain education incentive pay raises. See, they're not smart at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're very stupid. Oh, they're stupid people box cheat rock. on their exams. Okay, you should know the work. All right, if you want to raise, know the work, know the material, but no. They want to take the easy way. I sit up in there and cheat. I don't hold on them too. Better be glad I didn't see it because it's one thing I hate for cheating. Well, let me continue. Now, the scope of the investigation later widened to include alleged violent crimes, drug trafficking, and precipitating several officers' cell phones. Investigators stumbled upon thousands of racist, anti-gay text messages involving dozens of Antioch cops, no shining a spotlight there. on racism within the department that many residents had been attempting to raise alarm bells over for years. Many of those text messages became public earlier this year in other court proceedings. Antioch Mayor Lamar Thorpe, who has sought to reform the city's the uh, city's police department, said Thursday that today is a dark day in our city's history as people trusted to uphold the law allegedly breached that trust and were arrested by the FBI. <laughs> I say what now? This is all something very exciting. And I want you all to pay attention to what the news reporter said. When he first started giving the report, he said, here's where it all went down. (laughs) Not where it all went down, honey. I had to laugh at that. Now, Pittsburgh Mayor Chanel Scales Preston noted Thursday that her city had reported the class cheating and that its officers weren't implicated in the civil rights violations alleged in neighboring Antioch saying that this is a very serious issue for our East County communities, and I'm proud of our Pittsburgh Police Department, which took a progressive and aggressive stance against this alleged wrongdoing. Now, the Pittsburgh Police Department immediately reported this incident over 18 months ago, making the developments we've seen uh, today even possible. The scandal continues to rock the local criminal justice system. Prosecutors in federal and state cases or state court have dropped or dismissed dozens of cases that relied on the impugned officers uh, in, Costa, in Contra Costa County has allocated millions for attorneys to review thousands more criminal files for potential dismissal. I mean, this is just all so crazy. Do you all know how many innocent people have been framed by these thugs? How many people have been brutalized by them? That's just how many lies they have told. And people have been harassed, I'm so sure. Now, in Antioch, the civil rights lawyer has filed a federal class action suit intended to force oversight on the police department. And California Attorney General Rob Bonta is attempting the same with the civil rights investigation into the city based on use of force trends uh, that Bonta has called disturbing and that he said caught his eye before the criminal probe became known. 
Now, amid the fallout from the investigation, several high-ranking Antioch officers have retired. Now, I want y'all to pay attention. See, they let these devils retire instead of firing them. When they retire, they still get to keep all of their benefits, okay? Now, including the city's police chief, Stephen Ford, and an acting captain has been hired. Um, an acting captain has been hired to serve as interim chief while the city finds a replacement. Okay, in a statement... In a statement, Antioch Acting Police Chief Joe Vigil uh, called the arrest disheartening and said any police officer who breaks public trust must be held accountable. That is, until they take the life of an unarmed black person, because then they don't really care if they get held accountable. That's why they continue to give them qualified immunity. But I digress. Now, John Burris, a longtime Bay Area civil rights attorney who filed a civil rights lawsuit against the city's police department earlier this year, called Thursday's indictments a good step towards cleaning up this department and a validation of residents who have complained, uh, for residents who have complained about it over the years. Now, Shagufna Khan, Shagufa Khan, a 23-year-old community activist who grew up in Antioch, uh, said officers there put a tracker on her car and had disparaged her in racist and sexualized text messages. And she was relieved that they were being held accountable. Finally, she said, now this process needs to conclude before the community can heal. Thorpe called the indictments the beginning of the end of a long and arduous process of reforming the city police department, val validating his push to do so. Seeking to reform the Antioch Police Department is not anti-police, he says. Uh, this is uh, this is pro our residents and pro officers that have served and continue to serve with honor. All Sonifarians. All Sonifarians. I had to read all of that to you all so you all can get all the salacious details. So just so you'll know just how heinous and depraved these thugs are out here on the streets, okay? These are the police. And you have to be more concerned about the police than gang members. I mean, just think about that. Marinate on that for just a moment. Isn't that something? Who's the real problem out here in these streets? Well, sometimes it's law enforcement. Sad to say. Vicky, mm -hmm. said it's been going on for years. Yes, uh, they all need to go to prison, even the ones that retired. Absolutely, beloved. You're absolutely right, Christopher. Uh, so now, with that out of the way, let's talk about this nurse. nurse. This is all so sad. This nurse, Becky, took lives of people's babies. Now, you would never have thought, just to look at her, I would imagine that no one would have thought that she was so low down and nefarious. But let's get into it. Let's get into it, because this is all so crazy. I'm going to share my screen so you all can see her picture. But then, now, she looks like a thug in this picture, because that's exactly what she is. Okay? She looks like a whole thug in this picture. That's clearly her mugshot. No smiles there. Uh, but, uh, if you see her other pictures, how she was on the job when she looked all nice and friendly, you know, holding people's babies. And she probably took that poor baby's life to some low down and dirty. Here it is right here. Just look at it. Let's get into it. Her name is Lucy Letby. So a British nurse has been found guilty of murdering seven babies and attempting to kill six others at the hospital where she hurt. Low down and dirty making her the country's worst baby serial killer in recent times. Isn't that something? I mean, this is absolutely despicable. All Southern fairies, but hold on. Take her picture off now. We've seen enough of that ugly mug. Uh, but anyway, 
So Lucy let me, 33 years old, harm babies in her care by injecting air into their blood and stomachs. Isn't that something? Like, low down. She overfed them with milk, physically assaulted them, and poisoned them with insulin. Manchester Crown Court in North, Northern England uh, heard all this information. Now, police found a trove of handwritten notes while searching Letsby's house uh, during their investigation, including one that read, I am evil. I did this. Oh, you got that right, low-down demon. She secretly attacked 13 babies on the neonatal ward at the County Chester Hospital between 2015 and 16. Uh, this is according to British Crown Prosecution Service. Her intention was to kill the babies while duping her colleagues into believing there was a natural cause of the death. <laughs> Doctors at the hospital began to notice a steep rise in the number of babies who were dying or unexpectedly collapsing. But concerns raised by consultants over the increased mortality rate of patients under Lesby's care were initially dismissed by the hospital's management. See, the hospitals do that sometimes. Even when people sound the alarm, the hospitals will ignore it or just act like it's no big deal because they don't want the bad publicity and they don't want to face the music because they'll be held responsible. Just like that doctor who was going around butchering people for a whole decade and numerous other doctors and patients and his victims had complained on him to the medical board. They would not take his license, okay? He got away with it for at least a decade. They called him Dr. Death. Now, in September of 2016, Betty filed a grievance against her employee employers after she was relocated from the hospital's neonatal ward. She was put back on clerical duties after two male triplets died and a boy collapsed on three on th uh, collapsed three days in a row, June 2016. She killed somebody's triplets. Like that is just all so darn dirty. This one needs to go. Ooh, honey, let me just calm down. You kill somebody's triplets. Now, you already know that that's very rare that people have triplets. Okay, naturally, anyway. And then she took all of them out, low down and dirty. Later that year, she was notified of the allegations against her by the Royal College of Nursing Union. Uh, but the complaint was later resolved in her favor. Doctors were asked to formally apologize to let me in writing. So they apologized to a whole demon, a killer. Okay. Now she was scheduled to return to the neonatal department in March 2017, but her return did not take place. The hospital trust contacted the police uh, who opened an investigation. So in 2018 and 19, Letby was arrested <laughs> twice by police in connection with her investigation. Okay, with their investigation. She was arrested again in November of 2020. Authorities found notes Letby had written during searches of her house. I don't deserve to live. I killed them on purpose because I'm not good enough to care for them. This is what she wrote on a memo, adding in another, I am a horrible, evil person. And in all capital letters, she says, I am evil. I did this. Now, Pascal Jones of, of CBS <laughs> called Betty's actions a complete betrayal of trust placed in her. Honey, that's the best you can come up with. I call her a whole lot worse. Pay attention. Now, Lucy Letby sought to deceive her colleagues and pass off the harm she caused as nothing more than a worsening of each baby's existing vulnerability. In her hands, innocuous substances like air, milk, fluids, or medication <laughs> insulin uh, would become lethal. She perverted her learning and weaponized her craft to inflict harm, grief, and death. Victims' families said they never truly know 
they they may never truly know why this happens. They say to lose a baby is is a heartbreaking experience that no parent should ever have to go through. But to lose a baby or to have a baby harmed in these particular circumstances is unimaginable. Justice has to be served, and the nurse who should uh, the nurse who should have been caring for our babies has been found guilty of harming them. But this justice will not take away from the extreme hurt, anger, and distress that we have all experienced. We are heartbroken, devastated, angry, and feel numb. Debbie will be sentenced at Mass uh, Manchester Crown Court on August the 21st. That's foul as hell. No, down, honey. And dirty. I hope they give her life. They need to give her a death penalty, really. That's what I really hope she gets. Mississippi to hate crimes. 
I mean, a lot more is going to come out about this. Rankin County is infested with white supremacists, Ku Klux Klan, and is in the police departments. And Malik Shabazz, can you place Rankin County for us in two ways, in history and also just uh, geographically? It's right near Jackson, the capital. Yes. Uh, Attorney Trent Walker says, who grew up in Rankin County, my, my partner, Attorney Trent Walker, states that, that this was customary in Rankin County. They beat first and, and, and they don't ask questions later. They beat you, they kill you, and you are ordered not to say anything about it. Hunter Elward, the shooter, actually pled guilty in federal court to another crime he had committed, which contained a similar fact to what he did in the home of Jenkins and Parker. When these deputies busted in to begin this uh, torture session, Hunter Elward shot his gun off as an intimidation against Jenkins and Parker. Before he shot Michael later, he shot his gun off. Well, he pled guilty in federal court to doing the same thing to another person uh, uh, in Rankin County. He, he just shooting his gun off like that. Uh, um, so what we're saying, ma'am, is that all of, all of these truths are going to come to light. Rankin County has done this for a long time. It's near Jackson, Mississippi. Jackson, Mississippi, and it, I believe the county is sort of a reaction to Jackson. Jackson is in Hines County. It's majority black, and there's hostility towards Jackson. And Rankin is like a white enclave that is next to Jackson, and it's set up like a, almost like a political, social uh, uh, antithesis or against Jackson. And so uh, they're clear in Rankin, just 20 minutes away from Jackson, Mississippi, just like these, uh, these deputies said, they didn't want any black men living in the area. The mere fact that there were black men in this area, that they were going to carry out this mission and let them know that they were not welcome and they were going to violate all laws and break in. It's because uh, they have determined, I believe these deputies and others in that county have determined that Rankin County is for whites and Hines County is for blacks. And they're going to enforce it through the, under the color of law, through violence and torture. Not to mention, that, especially on this program, we cannot forget waterboarding. Waterboarding was where the United States military was condemned for using these techniques at the Abu Ghraib prison in Iraq, in the Iraq war. The military denounced this. But in 2023, incredibly, in Rankin County, these deputies, uh, 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 Elwood, McAlpin, Dedman, <laughs> Middleton, Hartsfield, they actually waterboarded the two men you see now. They had them on their backs. They had them handcuffs. They had them intimidated, and they were pouring milk, liquids, and grease all over their faces in this insane interrogation and intimidation act. And after they did all this, cuffed and bound men, and then and waterboard them like that on the ground, and then hurl eggs at them, and then make them strip naked in the shower to try to clean this mess up, strip these men naked in front of these criminals? 
You know, it it just never fails to ignite my passion. And therefore, tactically and strategically, we are after Rankin County and we won't let up. All Southern fans have clearly agreed to this. So I'm going to tell you all a little bit about Damien Cameron. Uh, Damien Cameron lost his life to these thugs, okay, before the incident with uh, Michael Corey Jenkins and Eddie Terrell Parker. A year after death of a Mississippi man in police custody, Insider ramps up its probe into one county's practices, and that's Rankin County. Okay, so they say a black man died last July after Mississippi Sheriff's deputies chased him twice and knelt on his back for more than 15 minutes, according to his mother, Monica Lee. Now, nearly one year after Cameron's death, Insider is suing the Rankin County Sheriff's Department for uh, incident reports related to his death and one of two others involving the Sheriff's Department. Now, over the course of eight months in 2021, Robert Rushton and Trevor McKinley uh, were shot to death during confrontations with Rankin County Sheriff's deputies while Cameron, Corey Jackson, and Adam Coker died in RSD, uh, RSC, SD custody. Now, the Sheriff's Department provided insider with records related to the jailhouse death of Jackson after the Mississippi Bureau of Investigation closed its investigation into his case in May. Now, it also provided records related to the death of Coker, who died at the same Rankin County Jail in September through that investigation, as well as MBI probes into the deaths of Cameron McKinley and Rushton still remain open. In total, Insider requested records, including incident reports related to all five deaths. The agency has so far only provided incident reports related to two of them. Still had evidence, pay attention. Now, while the department has released heavily redacted dispatch logs related to all five incidents, it has refused to release the outstanding reports, saying the cases are being investigated by the MBI and that no charges related to any of the incidents have been filed. Mississippi Public Record. Uh, public record law stipulates that an incident report shall be a public record. Now, there was a string of deaths, they say. Cameron died in the custody of the Sheriff's Department in Ju- on July the 26th of 2021 after his family said police were called to their home over a false burglary report. And after his death, MBI wrote a report that conflicted with the Sheriff's Department with their uh, initial press release. The report, of, the report said that Cameron collapsed while running away from the deputies. The Sheriff's Department did not respond to Insider's request for comment about the discrepancy at the time. Now, they say it's crazy to me because I think the whole thing is trying to cover it up. This is what Lee said. Uh, But uh, the way he sustained injuries, that can't be covered up because you can't do that by tripping and falling. Two months before Cameron's death, Jackson died in jail after Rankin County deputies, sheriff deputies arrested him in Florence, Mississippi, on what his family says uh, were trumped up disorderly conduct charges. He was hallucinating and screaming that he saw snakes while stabbing the floorboard of the car that he was in with a letter opener, his sister Megan Jackson told Insider. He jumped out of the car just as Rankin County Sheriff's deputy, uh, as one of the deputies was driving by. So he was clearly having a mental health episode. Now, I jumped out and started screaming, please don't hurt him. He's hallucinating. He needs medical assistance. Responding deputies reported that when when Pafford EMS, a private ambulance company, arrived on the scene, the medical staff insisted Jackson was too violent for them to do anything. Now, rather than transport Jackson to a hospital, the deputies took him to jail. 
A security camera footage from inside shows Jackson thrashing in a restraint chair for over an hour before becoming unresponsive. The sheriff's department did not respond to the insider's request for comment about that footage. I bet they did. Then in August of 2021, just weeks after Cameron's death, deputies shot and killed Trevor <coughs> Kinley. Now I want you all to pay attention to not only the number of these deaths, but the frequency of it all. Just weeks apart. They're not even wasting any time. They give zero Fs. They're doing what they do best, being a goon squad, a.k.a. murder squad, on black men. Now, so they shot and killed Trevor McKinley inside his grandparents' home. In a press release, the sheriff's department said deputies were responding to a medical call. But before arriving on the scene, the caller indicated there was a domestic disturbance. Now, a press release said that Kelly hid in the home's attic and shot at deputies as he exited, forcing them to return fire. But McKinley's grandmother, Charlene Quarles, told Insider she believed her grandson hid because he was afraid of the deputies and thought they would beat him and that the department was famous for roughing up black people, okay, when they go and get them. Coker, was a, who was arrested after selling meth uh, to a sheriff's department informant, according to an incident report, died in the Rankin County Jail the following month. Okay, footage reviewed by Insider shows him pacing around a jail cell for hours and vomiting several times before becoming unresponsive. Okay, Robert Rushton did not even make it to the jail cell before they took him out. In December of 2021, uh, Rankin County deputy shot Rushton after responding to a call of a drug overdose. Uh, The sheriff said, how do you shoot someone when you're going to a call of an overdose? Shouldn't you be calling the ambulance, arriving with them, and just waiting for first responders to show up? But let me continue. Okay, so the sheriff's department said in a statement at the time that they were called for a drug overdose. Deputies found Russian in his truck and shot him when he exited his vehicle approaching the deputies holding two knives. That's what they claim. Now, they have a reputation for killing people. Answers to why the incidents resulted in deaths have remained elusive, not only for insider, but also for family members of the deceased. Trevor McKinley's mother, Jackie McKinley, said that she reached out to Sheriff Brian Bailey after her son's death to talk to him about better training for his deputies. Rankin County has gotten a bit of a reputation for killing people lately, and it's becoming an issue. Now, let's look at a video of Damian Cameron, the young man who died um, when they pressed on his neck. Let me see if I can find the interview with her real quick. Like up, everyone. Please like and share. Hold on one second. Okay, hold on. I just had that interview, but now it's that page that I found. Let me see here. Okay, here we go. I'm going to share my screen so you all can see this. Likes up, everyone, please like and share. Wow. Wow. Hold on. Okay, here we go. <laughs> 
Monica Lee wants answers. She wants to know how her son, Damian Cameron, died late Monday. A news release from the Rankin County Sheriff's Office says deputies got a call about a burglary and vandalism. When they arrived, Damian was identified as the suspect. The release says as a deputy approached him, he began to fight and resist arrest. They were able to eventually get him into custody and into a patrol car. I'm thinking of taking my son to jail. So I go outside and tell my son goodbye. I love him. Can I be up there tomorrow? At that point, when I got to the side of the truck, my son was laid on the ground. I'm responsible. She added this. From the bedroom to outside, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I'm tired. I asked the officer, did I give him some water? No. She says Damien was taken to Simpson General Hospital, then moved to UMMC, where he died. I don't understand why it led to that point. It shouldn't have happened. Now my son is gone, and he's never coming home again. This grieving mother says she wasn't the only one in tears over what was happening. It just seeing this officer literally crying, you know, he messed up. He was fine. Monica Lee says she just wants to know why. It's not right. It's not right. In my heart, something needs to be done. Justin needs to be proud because it's not right. We have several questions for the sheriff's department, like is there a dash cam or body cam video of what happened that night? Also, we wanted to know more about what happened from the time that Damien was moved from Simpson General Hospital to UMMC. Well, they're not releasing any more information outside of what was in their news release, and they say they've turned this case over to NBI. In Rankin County, Aaron Pickens, 16, WAPT News. Cut my mic back on. Here's the problem I had with what she said. I feel feel very sorry for her, of course. But when she said to see the officer crying, he knew he messed up. First of all, that officer was not crying because he messed up. He didn't care. He did what he did on purpose. He had every intention of doing what he did. I see, see, we all know by now. We all know by now that if you kneel on someone's back or neck, that you deprive them of oxygen. You prohibit their ability to breathe. And this could lead to their, their death, depending on how long you do this. Okay, it's called positional asphyxia. We all know about it by now. We all know about that by now. That deputy knew what he was doing. He wasn't crying because he was sorry. He was crying to make it look like he was. So that would help his case later. That's all that was. I hope she didn't really think he was sorry because he gave zero Fs. Anyone who treats a human being like that gives zero Fs about their life. Please, Francis. Don't ever think the police did something shady to you, abused you in any type of way, used excessive force or whatever, and did any of these things to you nefarious for no reason. Don't ever think that they're sorry. They're not sorry. When people are sorry, they don't do things like that. Okay? Now, with that all being said, there's a guy that I follow on TikTok, a white guy by the name of uh, Walt Kelly, and he has some information about what goes on down there in Rankin County. He goes to the courthouses. He goes to the trials with black people and stuff like that. So you just have to know which ones are, which ones are actually doing the work. Okay, now you got people like Tizzy, uh, Tizzy ENT, you got Johnny Good Ginger, you got Walt Kelly, you got people like that on TikTok who are putting out this information.
got something to say. I'm here at the Rankin County Justice Center where six criminals who tortured Gray have got something to say. Oh, darn it. I uploaded the wrong video. I'm sorry. There was another video I wanted you all to see that he did where he was literally, he was showing those badges, those pins that Sheriff Brian Bailey bought. Let me see if I can start that to download while we start the trivia. Because I wanted you all to see those badges. They need to sit down somewhere. That's how you know they're so nefarious. So like I said, Walt was the main one reporting on this whole thing that happened in Rankin County. Because he's right there and able to go down there and all that stuff. And that's where I got um, some of the information that wasn't even on the news. Okay? Pay attention. Hold on. Yeah, this is it right here. Okay, so now with that all being said, y'all get ready. Is everybody ready? And if some of y'all think y'all gonna cheat today, you got another thing coming, I promise you. You have another thing coming. Hold on, let me find this video real quick. There it is, right here. Okay, so while the S down, let's go ahead and get started with trivia so I don't waste time, okay? Because we're also having trivia on the spiritual channel today, and the video that I'm going to do on there is going to be for everybody. For the members, I'll get something posted for you all tomorrow, just for you, okay? So let's get ready to get into it. Now, I want you all to remember that the game is changing up. The game is changing up, Okay? At the end of the day, we're going to have the regular trivia today, but then next week, we're going to have like the Jeopardy edition, and then we're going to have Family Feud. I think I said it backwards yesterday. I think I said next week will be the Family Feud, but no, that's going to be the last thing. Oh, yeah, it's going to be called Nefarious Fridays, okay? So we're going to have regular trivia today, and then the winners from today, and hopefully there will be enough winners for, for today. But the winners from today will compete against each other next week in Jeopardy. And if we don't have enough winners for today, we'll have the regular trivia again next week. And then the winners from that will compete in the one after, which will be uh, the Jeopardy. We're going to do both of those on the same day. That's all I'm saying. We're going to do both of them on the same day. If I can't get at least three winners, I need two or three winners today. If I can't get two or three winners today, we're going to have to take the winner from today. If it's only one, and then we have to do the same thing next Friday. And then with that all being said, then those two will go to the next phase, which will be the Jeopardy. And you have to be on the screen, okay? You have to be on the screen in order to participate. You don't have to turn your camera on if you don't want to, but you do have to be on the screen, all right? I don't even think about cheating. Are you going to get aired out if I catch you? That's all I'm saying. Try it if you want to. All right, you know how to set your feel for all your junk. You want to cheat, try it. But at the end of the day, it's not going to be fun if the queen catches on. Fancy. Okay, now with that all being said, I, I have Walt's video downloaded, so I'm going to go ahead and play that real quick. Things I wanted to mention to you about witnessing history today in Rankin County, Mississippi at the courthouse across from the confederate monument in case you didn't know that one is that we're calling the sheriff now lion brian bailey so we're making a push to do that so let's just 
excuses for your lane. Uh, you driving now, that's why you can't click that little old link. How to pull over to the side of the road and go her head on and come tell the queen about herself. Let me continue. All right, so that all been said, <laughs> I my dad said, not on bots. <laughs> uh, let me tell y'all something. I'm going to tell y'all a secret. Hold on. I'm going to tell y'all a secret in just a minute. Hold on, let me put my phone back on Do Not Disturb because my time ran out. I put it on there for just until 1 o'clock. Hold on, we need to add about 30 more minutes so my phone doesn't start ringing. Now with that all being said, let's get ready for it. And everyone, let me give you the rules. Send your answers to the root of all evil, 227 at gmail.com. The root of all evil, 227email.com. Ha! Byron B. Uh, called Switching Lanes, Lord Wynn's brother. Y'all remember Lord Wynn? Oh, Lord Wynn was funny till he wasn't. And I had to get rid of his ace. Okay, so pay attention. Uh, so, ha, Michael said, the queen had nails for breakfast this morning. Mr. Hotel, quit playing with me. <laughs> Mr. Hotel, cut it all out. 
what? Nobody got the right answer. That's a damn shame. Nobody got the right answer. A couple of you all tried it. You all said soon. What I said I would do was, I said I would put a lien on the officer's insurance. You see, that prohibits them from working. And then I said I would file a complaint. You could have said either of those. But the second part of the question where I said, why did the people think that those two security guards were cops? Well, that's because they had on tactical, uh, tactical vests. And also because they had those badges around their necks too. But I specifically on the video said because they had on tactical vests. Okay, so nobody won that round. Nobody won that round. Switching lanes, trying to go in on the queen early this morning. Well, not early this morning, but late this morning. Well, excuse me for living. That's all I got to say, honey. But let me continue. Next question. Hey, the enemy's public. Uh, you said you would pull your gun out and defend yourself, said Marquise. Not in that story. That's, that's, that's absolutely not what I said. That's not what I said. I didn't say anything about pulling out guns. I said if they treated me that way, that I would file a lien against their insurance, right? And then I would also file a complaint. That's what I said. Do you think that I'm dumb enough that if I was going to pull a gun and do something, I would say that on live, Marquise, please wake up and smell off me. Okay, I handle things the legal and logical way, honey. I don't throw rocks at the penitentiary. All right, so let me continue. That's what the queen doesn't do, honey. I don't throw rocks at the penitentiary. Okay, so now let's move on to the next question and see what y'all got. <laughs> okay, so now here we go. Um. Okay, now here's the second question. Now, I showed you all a video the other day where I said that the Becky with the braids was culturally appropriating our hairstyles and stuff and talking slick and being racist. Now, in the video, there was a young lady, because I showed several different TikTok videos, including my own, but in one of the videos I showed, there was a, a black woman who was talking on the phone with Becky with the braids. And in that conversation, or on her video, she said, let me get my clock ready, hold on. Because I'm going to hit the start button as soon as I get this question all the way out. Okay? And it's two parts. So the girl that was on the phone, the black woman who was talking to Becky, in that video, she said that Becky was trying to become something. She said Becky was trying to become something. What did she say she was trying to become? And also, why did she say it was the most annoying because she was saying racist things online? Clock starts now. This is too easy. You got 30 seconds. I'm going to repeat the question for you. In the conversation, the girl said that Becky was trying to become something. And then she said the most annoying part of her saying racist stuff online and the reason it was so hurt was because she had because she had something. What did she have? Okay, y'all got about 20 seconds. I'm sorry, like 15, 12 seconds left. Okay. Time's up. I'm gonna give y'all five more seconds. All right, time's up. 
didn't have it. You all didn't have the whole answer. <laughs> Y'all, listen. Some of you all said the right answer of what she was trying to become. And the answer was she was trying to become a model. Okay, she was trying to become a model. And uh, the reason the things that she was saying, that she was saying that was so racist were the most annoying, according to the girl in the video, is because she has a biracial or black child. You could have said either, because she has a biracial child. Okay, so nobody got that answer. Y'all down to y'all's third question. That's what y'all got now. I do have five questions. So you have three more left. Actually, I have two more questions, but I'll add a, uh, I'll add another. So nobody got you all are doing bad. And Mr. Elevation says, hashtag blame week. <laughs> oh, you all are terrible. Okay, so let's move right along. Let's move right along. <laughs> Byron B said, this duck's hat hurts, Queen. <laughs> oh, y'all are doing terrible. But let's continue. Okay, so here is the next question. And this one has two parts, too. So listen closely. Listen closely. All right? So in one of the videos this week, I talked about a man by the name of Timothy Hazlett Jr. Timothy Hazlett Jr. was the man who was a serial killer that was killing the women down in Kansas City, abducting them from Prospect. Now, there was a story that I did this week, and I said that he has been recently tied to something. What did I say that he was tied to? What did I say he was tied to? Okay, let's get into it. This is one part, I'm sorry. One part. Y'all have 20 seconds. What did I say he was tied to, beloveds? Come on now. This is safe. This is so sad. Like, nobody knows. Come on. Time is up. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Let me see something. I'm looking. I see some of you all have have something close to the answer. Okay, so hold on. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm looking to see if anybody has the exact answer. Okay, so some of you all said, I'm going to give it to Idris. I'm going to 
some of you all said a witness, and some of you all said uh, a, a, a witness that was killed. But Idris said a woman, woman's body in a barrel. And that's what I was looking for. He was tied to a body found in a barrel. I mean, though you all are technically right when you say linked to killing a witness, but it was a body in the barrel. That's what I was looking for. But Idris's answer came in before those of you who got it, who got the answer about the, the witness anyway. And so the winner is Idris. All right, so Idris, let me go ahead and send you and write down your name because you're moving on to the next round, you beloved. Hold on. Where did my pen go? Hold on, let me get something to write with you real quick. Interest, oh, here it is. Okay, interest, Zakir. All right, now, so we got one winner. Congratulations. Shout out to Interest. Let me send you your, uh, your prize. All right, get ready for the next question, beloveds. Um, Idris, I'm sending you the book titled How to Know If You're Spiritually Gifted. Congratulations again. Okay, so with that all being said, let's get into it. Okay, so on to the next question. All right, so we got one person moving on to round two next week. Let's see what we can do here. I'm gonna ask y'all a few more questions. So far, y'all suck. Everybody except for Andrews, that is. Okay, so here we go. The next question. Hold on, I'm all on the wrong page. Hold on. Hold on, I got final question. Okay, here we go. All right, so next question. Now, this is this the fourth question? Yeah, this is the fourth question. Okay, so let's get into it. And this question, this question has two parts. And it's about the same video that I just mentioned. Okay, so now pay attention. Idris said that he was linked to, Timothy Haslett Jr. was linked to a woman's body in a barrel. Okay, well, here's the next question. For the grand prize of an ebook. What color did I say the barrel was and where was it found? Blue. What's the name of the river it was found in? What color was the barrel? And what is the name of the river it was found in? Oh, uh, 30 writer. seconds. This is so easy. 
This is so easy. You gotta tell me what color the barrel was and what river was found in. And you should easily know that. Should easily know that. No answers in the chat, bit of ads. And don't just tell me the color. You need to tell me what river it was found in, too. Are your answers gonna be marked as incorrect? Time's running out. Time's ran out on your time's up. Time is up. Nobody got the answer. Wow. Y'all need to sit down. Oh my Lord, y'all are so terrible. And I'm going to tell you all why you're terrible. It's just a minute. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. I'm still waiting. Okay, so I did get a right answer. And even though the answer is after time, I'm going to give this person the win because none of y'all were even close. Kadarian is the winner. Kadarian said blue, and it was the Missouri River. I don't know why some of y'all were putting Mississippi River. Somebody put the Hudson River. I clearly told you all that Timothy Haslett Jr. was the man from Kansas City, Missouri, who was killing the black women on Prospect when he was abducting them. He was abducting them from Prospect and killing them. I literally told you it was in Kansas City, Missouri. So y'all should have known it was the Missouri River, not the Mississippi or the Hudson. And so congratulations, Kadarian. We got two winners. All right, y'all, the rest of y'all can sit down somewhere. All right, Kadarian, your ebook's on the way. See, I love y'all win. All right, here we go. There's your book on the way, Kadarian. Congratulations to you, beloved. All right. Now, I want at least one more winner. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Otherwise, next week for the Jeopardy round, it's going to be Kadarian, Idris, and then I'll get I'll get one more person maybe because maybe I do a regular trivia just one round with one question and get one of those people to also participate in the Jeopardy round. Maybe. If not, it'll just be Kadarian and Idris. Okay, so so far we got two going to the grand uh, two, not that's not going to be the grand finale because we got something after that, but we got two moving on to the second, to the second round. Okay, so now here's the last question. And this one is easy. If nobody gets this one, I just give up. And so should all of you. <laughs> so should all of you, beloveds. Y'all don't get this one. All right. So let me write down Kadarius' name so I don't forget. And for the winners, I will be emailing you later or before next week, sometime this weekend likely, I'll be sending you emails for the rules of the game that start next week, and also to make sure that you'll be able to participate. Now, if you can't, in the event that one of the winners can't participate, then we will have another trivia just like this one uh, with one or two questions, and the winners will then be put in the second round in the event that any of the winners of today cannot participate. 
And I will be sending the information for the rules, okay? So that everybody knows the rules of engagements before they start. Now here's the next question. Who was it? And this is only one part. Who was it that found the barrel? Who was it that found the barrel? Let's get into it. You got 30 seconds on the clock, and the clock starts now. And this is easy, and you got a whole 30 seconds. I mean, I threw you all all kinds of hints. I told y'all that it was in Missouri. I, ha I have on blue, and I was hoping you all would just say blue because I had it on, if you didn't know. Okay, so we got five seconds left on this one. Let's see what y'all got. Miss Hotel talking about it was weed, child. Time is up. Okay, let me see what I got here. Okay, somebody said a homeless man. Somebody said a fisherman. Somebody said police chief. Uh, somebody said the police, a jogger. Y'all are all grasping at straws. 